Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. You have to have men who are moral and at the same time who are able to utilize their primordial instincts to kill without feeling, without passion, without judgment, without judgment. Because it's judgment that defeats us. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Groovathon. Tony C. And of course, I am luckier than Captain Tony Nelson to have the master of production and engineering sitting next to me, the man genie who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth. I'm glad you said man genie. Of course. I, 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 I had a whole thing. I was trying to coordinate it with Aladdin and Lamp, but, you know, I went with I Dream of Genie and with the, you know, so it's okay. You're dating yourself. Absolutely no one under 40 knows what you're talking about. They Wait, should. I'm what in my they... 50s, and it was already in reruns. I only knew about it from hey, syndications there. True or false. Gramps. You could watch You could watch that show in Sportwood. I, listen, I, I'm not going to objectify Barbara Eden, <laughs> the beautiful, beautiful lady and class act that is Barbara Eden. She is. I, I love Barbara Eden in my own sort of way. Of course... Every Groovathon sprouts forth from an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal o' mine? I'm doing great. It is hot as me. It's, it's Florida. It's a steam bath. You know, Not for the squeamish. Driving, locals only. I was driving around uh, earlier today. Had to make a quick stop. Okay, And something unusual, it was uh, the school zone thing was, was lit up. I was like, hold yes. on. What school? It's still school. Oh, wait. no. So, well, there's summer school. There's camp. You know, you just never know. Oh, God. You're like the uh, you're digging the apocalypse now, the Colonel Kurtz opening there. Every I, I have a Colonel Kurtz t-shirt. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Everything you need to know, you can learn. We've decided mm-hmm. from apocalypse now and Scarface and pretty much just Scarface. But you want to put apocalypse now in there. You know the Dennis Hopper character in that movie? That would that would be me. I'm, I'm that much of a fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the man. <laughs> Unbelievable. You think when he goes, it goes. When it goes, he goes. I, I love that. You know, <laughs> He's my who's going to tell him about it? He's my favorite me? part of the movie. Look at me. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big line when I was in high school. I'll tell you about that. That movie, we were obsessed with that film in high school. Okay, yeah. I, I can say that. For him, him and Robert Duvall. Uh, those are the those are the two. Oh, characters. Duvall is like, yeah. I mean, I can. I oh, Robert Duvall is one of my favorite. You know, Charlie. Do- I've got a Charlie Don't Surf T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Charlie Don't Surf. You want to wait to tell it for the tide to come in? <laughs> hey, we're back after only two weeks. You know, back on schedule. This back is on good. schedule. You know, look what we do, man. You know, but uh, needless to say, there is lots and lots of stuff to get to today, including. Trump gives the okay to take a dump in the world's largest pool. The bride of Nosferatu gets charged with fraud. Garden State doctors slang dope in order to help make ends meet. Also, which positions I wish we'd been able to apply for at the recent White House jobs fair? 
Plus, we're all, we're getting dumber while Henry Rollins is uh, trying to make us smarter. And a little later on, George is going to let us in on what he thinks we can do about the recent proliferation of little brown bundles of ungrateful taxpayer-supported felonious crisis actors that have suddenly shown up on our doorstep. I'm uniquely qualified to comment. I, you get no argument out of me. Okay. I'm, I'm on team. I'm on team Grandmaster Flash. Of course, all of that is going to be amidst the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It's just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood. Florida, that is. Means it is just past 8 o'clock on the Big Island, a place that is getting bigger even as we speak. Yeah, man. Pele, just adding. I would like to buy some of that up-and-coming real estate. You know, it's, it's, this is basically, you know, the precursor to the to the uh, big one hit in California, where they say, hey, you know, you're going to be able to get, uh, you know, uh, oceanfront property in Arizona. Well, now we've got extra oceanfront property in Hawaii just past 7 o'clock at night, Dublin and St. Anne and the rest of Western Europe. And it's just past 9 p.m. at night in what is now officially Erdoganistan, better known as Turkey, where their uh, dear leader was reelected yesterday. Uh, you know, and I use the term elected liberally in that particular ca- in that particular uh, case. Shout out to Groupathon rep Celeste, who's holding down the forward out there. Yo, Gramps, you, uh, you got us queued up? I'm ready. Then saddle up as we kick off with a ballad in the true Tony Bennett tradition. Yeah, it's Pantera on the Groupathon at SoFloRadio.com.
posse in effect and like a cue ball in your boo hall I'll be the last one standing cause I'm in command and when I come off with a freestyle meanwhile my paper coming G style like a boot you know I don't mess up I keep my chest up when I step up so what up what I say okay cause I'm always rhyming my words and all the others cause I don't play games not your average MC cause I'm like we fly as can be keep me running up coming up running up with Joe stars cutting up and I throwing up a cup bust you up nut now you know once I throw one leg go round flows natural but yo pump the beat up cause you're about to meet a brother heat up to eat up your mind with rhymes like a bag of Jeeva but some call me Buddha taking all suckers out now who the hell wanna try and fell do tell how she spell cause I rock well see yeah you rock well dog when I go off
And I had a president a while ago, as some of you did too. He wasn't great with the English language, but he told me, don't go to Arania. They're evildoers. And so, one please. And so, uh, with that president, I started going to every single country he told me not to go to. When I was told, be very afraid, I would go. And these are not easy visas to acquire. And so every day in Iran, I I had a tour guide, uh, a government tour spy, and I would get rid of him every day around 1,300 hours, like one in the afternoon. I'm jet lagging. I want to go take a nap and cry. And he would leave. And then I would just walk around the freezing streets of Tehran. It was was, uh, late December. And I would just walk around by myself and just dig Tehran. And people were wonderful to me. And they're just unfailingly friendly to me. And they're so happy that I was there without judgment. And they were happy that I was there to learn, to shake hands, to say hello, to dig their music and turn them on to my music. And I got into a conversation with a young guy, a student age guy. And I said, what do you all do for music in Tehran? And he basically said, our scene is so underground. We need a shuffle to get down to it. We got to be really careful. I said, Could you make any use of a one terabyte drive of MP3s where you would take said hard drive and just give it to households and spread the the, the virus of P-Funk, Black Sabbath, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Duke Ellington? He said, you could do that? I said, oh, I'll do it. I got a one terabyte hard drive. I worked all weekend. I have put in every single amazing song in the universe. 34 uh, gigabytes taken up. Like, really? I had to give it to my engineer friend. uh, My uh, engineer ex and I went back and forth for months filling this damn thing with like 175,000 songs. It took about a year. We got that thing back into Tehran, where to to this day it is still making the rounds, and P-Funk and the Ramones are going from household to household. And so when the next president says, we got to go over there and straighten those people out, you can say, there's Ramones fans over there, man. You don't want to do it. They dig, they dig deep purple. You got to be nice. And this is my way of fighting back.
Life without music, silence the holding on. Here's the joke you rhythm, words without a song. Just don't know what to do. How could I live out my day? Would I be getting up, pushing my luck away? When the drums come calling, the bass line pulls you in.
That groove right there. Great orchestration in that song. Lobby Cifre, the vulture. That is a 1975 track from his album, Remember My Song. It's another little-known cat from Europe whose songs have been uh, sampled out the yin-yang. Great orchestration. I love the way he brings this, the string section in. And, of course, it's 1975, so it was a real string section. <laughs> Before that, Mr. Scruff Music Takes Me Up. That is from Ninja Tuna. Came out in 2008. He's a DJ from uh, England. Puts a lot of stuff together. That one features Alice Russell on vocals. Before that, yeah, one of my favorites. One of the great rock bands of all time. Deep Purple, Sail Away from Burn. That, that album, 
Ian Pace at his absolute best. That is like, I, I, there's a documentary about the making of Burn that, that came out. And, uh, that's like Deep Purple Incarnation 3, I think is what they're calling that because that's when Coverdale, mm. you know, Gillen left the band and Coverdale and, uh, Glenn Hughes came in. But that album, Burn, that's, that and Machine Head. Okay. Are, are like my two favorite. I can listen, I can listen to Burn. I played so much from Burn already. I just but Ian Pace on the album. For that, yeah. Henry Rollins trying to make us a little bit smarter. He's uh from Critical Conversations Part Two. And this is something he recorded from uh Soka S O K A University back in uh two thousand sixteen and there's a uh this is basically the American uh branch of the Japanese university. The American branch of it is in uh where is it? It's in uh California someplace. Um but he's talking about, you know, how he uh, appreciated the fact that he, you know, the, the people in Iran were appreciative of the fact that he was there without judgment. And, of course, mm-hmm. as Kurt said, it's judgment that defeats us. Yep. So a little bit of a tie in there. You know, the one thing he got wrong, though, he said he wanted to be able to spread the virus of, uh, of P-Funk. And the <laughs> he's not spreading the virus. He's spreading the gospel. The gospel. Okay? Gotcha. Henry. Pal, babe, you know, far be it from me to, uh, you know, to edit what you so brilliantly put forth. But I'm going to have to put that one in there before that. Yeah, Screaming Lord Such, Thumping Beat from Screaming Lord Such and Heavy Friends. That track actually uh, co-written by uh, Lord Such and Jimmy Page. And it's got the unmistakable heavy drumbeat of John Bonham on that track. That album's got uh, Jeff Beck, Noel Redding. Nicky Hopkins, a lot of people on that particular uh, particular album. It's a fantastic album. Uh, Flashing Light is on that. There's, there's, it's really, it's just a great album. Boy, that Tough Crew, yeah, love those guys. We played them before. Come on, go off. That is from Back to the Rec Shop, 1989. Nice sample of uh, Treacherous 3 in that one. Uh, a little Spoonie G action, Love Rap. Uh came out, uh, I can't remember when it came out. It was like late 80s. Back mm. in the, the, the golden age of classic, you know, old-school hip-hop. Those guys, Treacherous 3, and as a result of that, Tough Crew, sampled out the Wazuski over the years. You can't listen to modern-day stuff in hip-hop mm-hmm. without hearing these guys. You know, the Treacherous 3, Spoonie G, Tough Crew, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And kicking off the set, yeah, a love ballad in the true <laughs> Tony Bennett tradition, Pantera Five minutes alone. That was from Far Beyond Driven. Came out in '94. Uh, drummer uh, Vinnie Paul from Pantera just uh, passed away. A couple of drummers have passed away. I got another one coming up later. I'll be talking about, um, but he just passed away, and it reminded me that uh, back in, I guess, right around when that album came out in '94, I was living in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I was I was playing golf one day with Dave Ellison, who was the uh, bass player for Megadeth, mm-hmm. and we're we were playing at the Karsten course. I remember this like this is one of those things that's like in my head. I'll never forget this image. The Karsten uh, course, which is a golf course at ASU at Arizona State University. And we were on, you know, we were like we, we were in the fairway. And I mm-hmm. said, by the way, have you, uh, have you heard my impersonation of, uh, of the lead singer of Pantera? He, he goes, no. I go, here, you ready for it? It's true. I go, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. That's my whole thing. He shanked one off 
He, he totally, Dave Slice went off. That was it. It was great. So I felt good about that. It cost him at least two shots on that hole. So I felt good about that. So there you go. So yep. what caught my eye recently? I mean, other other than yeah, Melania's was, jacket. Yeah. The, we can save that for the whole kitty thing. I later. just, that was unbelievable. In local news, I think our, uh, the uh, SoFlo, uh, this year's SoFlo Christmas party, I found, I found where we're going to have it. Okay. The Axe Throwing Society. Oh, I saw that. A new bar that pairs alcohol and sharp weapons will be burying the hatchet in Pompano Beach. Please invite me because, you know, some of your friends have experience axe throwing. Oh, yes. Oh, you don't you don't grow up in Montana. That's an actual event. <laughs> we had we had this thing called Logger Days, and that was one of the competitions. And I so love those we, those things that you see on you know the yeah. the, uh, the lumberjack competition. We had one every year. It was a big lumberjack convention. It was called Logger Days, and local people would participate. Well, there's two of them that are yeah. going to be opening. The brainchild of mm-hmm. Jeff Morford. The Axe Throwing Society will feature 14 axe throwing lanes, which resemble which resemble Fenced-in batting cages mm-hmm. where customers can hurl lightweight axes at wooden targets. Morford expects to open the bar in mid to late August, not long before another axe-throwing bar. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Chops and Hops. <laughs> <laughs> credit I, where credit is due on I that get, one. Can I get a steak? Thing? Chops and Hops. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know? Um, and that's slated to open in Fort Lauderdale. So we've got, you know, we've got our choice. We have a selection of places to get drunk and kill each other with, with axes. Sounds great. Always nice. The, uh, you know, in between the last show and this mm-hmm. one, of course, we had the North Korea summit. I nailed it. All, all hat, no cattle. Yeah, but that wasn't, you don't get psychic points for that. A lot I, of people called that. Yeah. And, you know, that you doesn't know. surprise anyone. Two, two goofballs, uh, creating a photo op for each other. That's exactly, that, I wrote that's it. That's exactly, I said, uh, what's remarkable is that so much Michigas has happened since, uh, those two egomaniacal despots got nothing of consequence done before snapping a few selfies that it seems like it took place ages ago, not two weeks ago. I mean, you barely remember it. Mm-hmm. So much other crap has happened. Here's one I thought you'd like. Hospitalized John McAfee swears wrath on whomever, whoever, it should be whomever, grammar, God, these people are terrible, on whomever managed to, quote, spike something that I ingested. (laughs) McAfee, the one-time chief and security software company bearing his name, who has subsequently popped up in association with allegations of, are you ready for this, mm-hmm. murder and rape in Belize, mm-hmm. lying to the media, Securities and Exchange Commission investigations, bizarre presidential campaign videos, and, of course, cryptocurrency, says someone, man- someone managed to spike something that I ingested. But fortunately, he's, quote, more difficult to kill than anyone can possibly imagine. In a series of tweets on Friday, McAfee posted, quote, I apologize for my three-day absence from Twitter. But I was unconscious for two days at the Vidant Medical Center in North Carolina and just woke up. My enemies managed to spike something that I ingested. However, I am more difficult to kill than anyone can possibly imagine. I am back. McAfee's back. You've seen? Have you seen the uh, documentary on this guy, Gringo? No, no I hate him. I hate him. Watch the... Uh, the- I don't want to. I hate him. I hope he dies. Well... I, he and his software should die. Well, yes. I look. I got rid of it on yep, your recommendation, you. yep. and yep, nothing bad has ever happened to my computer since. No, 
That's, okay. It's a, it's, I, I hate people like that. You know, get rich with a scam and then spend the rest of your life being, you know, murdering, murdering, raping, doing drugs, basically living the kind of life that we would, you know, just love to get away with. And he gets away with it. Fuck yeah. that guy. Well, you were the one that was telling me that basically. As I don't, disclaimer, created- I don't want to get away with rape. You're right. Not only well, do I not want to are, get away with it, I don't even want to commit it. it no, I mean, but there's some people that could use some murdering. But, oh, you know, oh, yeah. I, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Uh, so, but, you know, right. and, 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 and by the way, you know what I envy the most? He got to live in Belize. Belize, I know. Can my, you believe it? My friend Alex is down there right now. He's been mm-hmm. living in Belize the whole time, but he lives in the jungles up there. You know, yeah, but you were saying, you know, one of the things that, that pissed you off was that basically he created software to fix uh, these bugs that he, in fact, may have been himself. That, that's a rumor. Is that yeah. he was, you know, he had he was had a hand in generating viruses and then, right. uh, you know, cashing in on, on the fix thereof. But every antivirus software company has been accused of that. Yeah, okay. I just accuse him of writing, being, so, yeah, writing getting dick. rich on software that's a piece of shit and the only reason that anybody uh, bought it is because of the deal he made with manufacturers right. to include it. So you get to pay for it whether you want it or not and you don't. Right. You this don't is one of those it. things where you have, to, you have to proactively opt out. Right. Yes. As yeah. opposed to requesting to opt in. It's like buying a car with a dead body strapped to the hood that you got to pay to have removed. Hey, you know, just, yeah, there you go. No, you don't the, want the that. new version. You don't want it. It sucks. So there was a, a White House jobs fair. I don't know if you heard about this. No, um, no. And you know, and this is one of those things that I was I was thinking about because in lieu of the recent spate of you know Trump administration employees getting eighty six from various DC area eateries. Um, what's her name? You know, from uh, Homeland or. Uh, I guess Homeland Security or whatever, the one, Kristen, mm-hmm. Kirstigen, whatever, Gajin, lots of J's in there. And then recently, uh, what's her name? Um, Huckleberry. Sarah, yeah, Sarah Huckleberry. Booted out of a restaurant? Yeah, there? she got booted out of a red hen. She wasn't even, well, the, the other one was just heckled in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> you know? Listen, Sarah, you stick to Cracker Barrel where you'll be safe. Right, yes, absolutely. That's your crowd. So, I mean, well, I'm not shocked that uh, people aren't stampeding to the HR uh, department at the White House. But I was thinking, you know, Tony Coleman, press mm-hmm. secretary. Oh, they, you know, that's a high-paying job. So yeah. I'll just announce what it is. It's like, hey, everybody, I'm going to come out here and lie for the president. It's a great gig. Yeah. But even better, I thought, you know what I'd be even better suited for? Secretary of State. Yeah. I think right. I'm the guy that would be in that, – that's, that's perfectly suited to travel around the world – Okay, and get people to mellow out and come around to our way of thinking and simultaneously understand what their, you know, position is Mm -hmm. so as to better coordinate. I think I'm that guy. For you, of course, I – Oh, you chose a job for me. Oh, I did. I actually had had two of them. One, One, of course, was, you know, based on the whole, you know, Montana thing. Yes. All right. Secretary of the Interior. Okay, I would love that job. That's yeah. a good choice. Secretary of the Interior. I would love that choice. Okay. The other one, of course, was White House Director of Communications. Yeah, no, I don't want that. You don't? I, I want to I, – I like the job allocating resources and all, and all that. That's a good one. As opposed to telling people opposed, about how they're – I don't want to communicate with people anymore. I know that's ironic. But We're Secretary of the show Interior right is, is – Perfect. Right up your alley. Yep, I love it. Right up your alley. Yep. I'm going to put a big Gun-toting, picture of Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt up on the, on the office. Big giant 
you know the the big one, the big the one that's got the like the the chest and and, and all that of Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, right, when you our coming, national park he's hero. Be, right, he's gonna to, he's he's there for focus. <laughs> that's that's I like that. So here's one that caught my eye. Um, IQ scores are falling in worrying reversal of 20th century intelligence boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. A- Saw it coming right off. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we've seen uh, crystal clear evidence of that in our recent presidential election. There, there was a, uh, a a little known music group years back by the name of Devo yes. that took its name from Devolution, which is what they said we were undergoing right now. And their songs were uh, were were subtle social critiques. Absolutely, thereof. I remember. I'll tell you something. You may have heard of them. I <laughs> I played them for Christ's sake. <laughs> you, you just it's, there was a joke. There was a joke. I'm I was sorry. Like, I apologize. You want to try it again? No. 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 You can't go back. No hey, time. Travel. I'll tell you something. I remember seeing Devo for the very first time when they were on Saturday Night Live. That was like the first time I. And it was a great performance. It was fantastic. So a defining trend in human intelligence tests saw that people steadily obtaining higher IQ scores through the 20th century has abruptly ended. The Flynn Effect, named after the work of Kiwi intelligence researcher James Flynn, observed rapid rises in intelligence quotient at a rate of about three IQ points per decade in the 20th century. But new research suggests that these heady boom days are long gone. An analysis of some 730,000 IQ test results by researchers uh, in Norway reveals the Flynn Effect hit its peak for people born during the mid-70s and has significantly declined ever since. It's the most convincing evidence yet of a reversal of the Flynn effect. If you assume their model is correct, the results are impressive and pretty worrying. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm not sure that we're – It's. I think we're getting dumber because progress has made intelligence certainly less – Less relevant, important. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll keep you alive, stupid. Yeah, yeah. We don't. That was the thing, you know. I remember, you know, it was like when when my mother would say something, you know, I would ask about a word, she'd be like, "Look it up." Okay, and you had to go, like go to a dictionary and look it up. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore. No, they, not, they, but they wouldn't. They would just go on with their life and not know what the word meant. Right. <clears throat> that's well, that's most the thing. Would do. This is one of those things like you don't have um, uh, radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, contests anymore, you know, can you, know, do you know who, what such and such is? Because everybody and their mother's got a computer that'll tell you instantly. Mm-hmm. So they've oh, stopped right. doing that kind yeah. of thing. Drug company sales rep admits bribing New Jersey doctors to prescribe addictive painkillers. Yeah, like we didn't see this one coming. You know, I, I got into a little bit of a thing um, with a friend of a friend, of, you know, who said, you know, one of these, uh, you know, my friend was saying that the uh, the catalyst for the recent heroin scourge is, you know, what I think it is, which is pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. proactively encouraging widespread, uh, you know, use of OxyContin and opiates. And mm-hmm. this other guy was, was saying, no, it's about personal responsibility, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I said, you know, yeah, and of course, the, the go-to what about ism analogy is always cars you know cars right. are dangerous blah, blah blah i was like you know the difference between cars and drugs is that people who drive cars pretty much know the inherent danger 
of a car when they get behind the wheel. But it's impossible to know about the, the danger of a drug until you actually ingest it because every person reacts differently. Different people react differently to the same drug. Right. And it is a statistical fact that 10% of the people who try a drug that has been proven to have addictive qualities will get, to some degree or another, addicted to that drug. Mm-hmm. And drug companies know this the same way that fucking the Medellin cartel does. Dude, they, they know it. They love it. That's why they're in that business yeah. in the Absol- first place. Repeat customers. Because you mentioned cars. Imagine if you could addict your customers to your brand of car. We did actually. We've addicted. Well, we've addicted them to cars in general. We've addicted them to cars in general. You but know, Robert Moses you know, is like, no. If you if you had the the blue four seater square box right. car company, and you could make people addicted to that. Well, Russian did. Russian yeah. did with their no, model no, car. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of preference. I but thought, it's like if I don't have this car, I'm gonna die. Well, what was interesting is I was uh, watching something on demand, and there was a spot. About there's like this new series of ads um, about this chick who got hooked on oxys. Um, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was created by uh, let me see, the Truth Initiative. These are the cats that did uh, all the anti smoking, anti tobacco ads. Truth, you mm-hmm. know, know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so now they have a brand new series of ads about opiates. Okay, and in this particular one, the girl like it's a true story. This girl basically had an injury. Um, was prescribed opiates for her pain um, mm-hmm. and then got hooked on them. And in order to get more, basically crashed her car intentionally into a wall so she could get injured and get more scripts. And this is – I'm watching this, and this is an ad in On Demand, okay? Not on – okay? And right mm-hmm. after it, back-to-back, okay, is an ad from Michelob Ultra. At least it was Ultra – and and not you know like malt liquor or uh, right. ice or something. Oe Oe eight hundred baby high, high alcohol content. Oe eight hundred uh, baby. You know you al- ultra is only four point two. Have you heard about this hard seltzer shit? This is, you know this new stuff. It's basically seltzer water with alcohol. That's perfect. Yeah, no sugar. It goes with low no carbs. <gasps> no sugar. Like one you know one gram of sugar, thirty grams of carbs or something, something like that. So as long That's as you're right. watching the weight but want to get hammered, we got the shit for perfect. you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. The nice thing is, God, is that'll mix with anything. Yeah, which is exactly. <gasps> just adding just more add alcohol it. to your you drink. drink. Just add, add some juice to that. Oh yeah, my I, God. I thought that was Spritzer. Yeah, let me see what else do we have here. Whoa, no, I blew it. I just fucking yep. Scry just canceled my things. Founder of revolutionary U.S. blood testing startup once valued at nine billion, charged with fraud. You heard about this chick? Basically, this chick was like the wonderkind. Mm-hmm. You know, and start and put a startup in for a blood testing thing, and got financing and all kind of nine okay nine billion dollars worth of financing and all kinds of shit. They just you know charged her and her partner with fraud. Nice, you know, modern day Nosferatu, the bride of Nosferatu, as it were. Uh, let me see. In the latest edition of what's Trump trying to roll back? Trump scraps Obama policy on protecting oceans and the Great Lakes. Of yeah. course, he's going to scrap everything. Just to, uh, right. That's what you, let's turn back the hands of time. Out of, it's, out of it's that's the, the goal principle, and I use that as a word of reference. Yeah, I would never accuse him of having any principle. Yeah, let me see. Uh, let me see. Jack Belcher, managing director of the Pro uh, Industry uh, National Ocean Policy Coalition. I love the, this. Is one of those things I love is the names of these various organizations that are conjured up in order to. 
depict them as pro, you know, environmental, environmentally conscious, whereas in fact they don't give a fuck, yeah, about the environment, you know, at all. But only, you know, only to the degree that they can profit from it. Uh, this guy said um, the new approach would remove quote a significant cloud of uncertainty for marine commerce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thinking is well, perhaps, but you know what? It's going to add a tremendous cloud of uncertainty for you know marine species. <laughs> okay, for everything living in there. Uh, the other headline I caught was that the uh, Trump administration wants to roll back child labor laws. Isn't that it? Isn't that That's a, perfect. You know, my my 16-year-old is getting a little too old for that, but I have a two-year-old granddaughter. There you go. Textile mill, baby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Triangle Shirtwaist Company about to be re- reincarnated mm-hmm. before our very eyes. We're going to have we're going to have more people chopping off their hands and getting, you know, little kids sitting beside their hey, mothers. screw you, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a, one of those great lines from, uh, from Tim Allen where he's talking about some shop teacher, you know, in high school telling you about being, you know, warning mm. you about things. He goes, can you really trust a guy who's like missing three fingers? Tell you, you know, in Montana, we could tell the age of a, of a lumber mill worker by counting his stumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one I thought was very interesting. Uh, it, it was brought to me by uh, my friend Celeste, who lives in Turkey, where they just had a an election yesterday, and Erdogan was once again um, reelected. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's this is great. Uh, his enemy AKP, which is the party that he belongs to, the AKP party, AKP enemies manipulating the weather. Pro government columnist says. Some shadow forces have intentionally been inducing heavy rain in Turkey to undermine the Justice and Development Party. That's what AKP stands for in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, before elections to be held on June 24th, pro-government columnist Omer Azkaya said on Thursday. Azkaya said that had that had that the oh excuse me Okaya said that the hail in Ankara. A week ago was not natural, and as an experiment, some forces recently also poured buckets of water onto on a two to five meter area in the southern city of Hatay during a program on government affiliated TV while talking about the role of technology in coups. <laughs> okay, you know roads were flooded and uh, they managed to do it. It. Uh, he said that the uh, rain in Ankara lasted 15 minutes, but next time those forces may try an hour-long downpour. You gotta love it. You know mm-hmm. they're they're manipulating the weather now. You have to understand that the uh, that Erdogan, okay, when he um, came into power originally, his party, the AKP party, portrayed itself as a pro-Western, pro-American party um, in the mm-hmm. Turkish political spectrum. They advocated a liberal market economy. And they were also advocating for Turkish membership in the European Union. It later left to join the Eurosceptic. That was a word I was unfamiliar with. Eurosceptic. Eurosceptic. Alliance mm. of Conservatives and Reformists, known as ACRE. 
And this was in 2013. Nationwide protests broke out against the alleged authoritarianism of the AKP in 2013 with the party's heavy-handed response receiving international condemnation and stalling the party's once-championed EU accession, uh, accession negotiations. Since then, the party has brought about tighter regulations on Internet use, abortion, and alcohol consumption. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, I don't know why they have to worry about the abortion problem. Once you get rid of the alcohol, that should those should sure, take care of yeah. itself. Um, also, uh, let me see, uh, temporarily blocked access to Twitter and YouTube in March of 2014, especially after the government corruption scandal involving several AKP members in 2013, the party has been increasingly accused of crony capitalism, crony mm. capitalism. Hmm. I wonder what that's mm. uh, Never mind. Okay. <laughs> the AKP favors a strong centralized leadership, having long advocated a presidential system of government and significantly reduced the number of elected local government positions in 2013. Remind you of anything else currently going on around? Mm. I'm just saying. No. I, you know, I've been a little bit distracted ever since you mentioned that high-tech coups. <laughs> the, uh, in 2018, the party stated it is considering holding rallies in the United States of America. Hmm. They found a friendly place. They can't hold the rallies in their own country, mm-hmm. but they're going to come to some place that's a little more, you know, mm. friendly. Friendly. <laughs> in tune with that. Well, you, I don't know if you remember, but back when he was visiting, Erdogan visiting, mm-hmm. there were protesters and his thugs literally beat them up. Yeah. Right. In front right. of the White House. Mm-hmm. You know, and then scurried back over to Turkey where they, you know, mm-hmm. because, of, you know, nobody can get to them. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's, it's incredible where our current administration takes their, you know, takes their lead from. It's uh, it's our reality now. It is our reality. You don't have to watch science fiction anymore. You just look out that window there. It's apocryphal. <laughs> right. It is apocryphal. Well, we're going to be talking about what that what that administration is up to these days after we get back to a little more groove with the raconteurs on SoFlowRadio.com. <laughs>
to receive on John Barleycorn, Nicotine and the Temptations of Eve. No parking by the sewer sign, hot dogs, my razor broke, water dripping up the spout, but I don't care, let it all hang out. Hanging from a pine tree by my knees, sunshine through the shade, nobody knows what it's all about, it's too much man, let it all hang out. Walking upside down, my TV's on the blink. Made Galileo look like a Boy Scout. Sorry about that, let it all hang out. Sleep all day, drive all night. Brain my numb, can't stop now. For sure ain't no doubt. Keep open mind, let it all hang out. Big brown moon, how does that mess your baby up leg? Eating a Reuben sandwich with sauerkraut. Don't stop now, baby, let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Here it comes, you'll hear it is, well, there it was. But where let it all hang out. You put to the waistline when your waist rhymes. Baseline. I heard the rumors and the fables, remove them like the tumors on table. Rumors for the willing and the able, so turn to the next page in your manual and flam, flam. All over the jam, chill, lounge, kick your ten little toes up at the edge of this razor blade, save your spade. As the group coming you to another dimension, may I just mention, this is a mountain for all made for climbing and you're stuck to your grip like a little siding. Hiding in the back is for crumbs. Enter the sample, ample flow is created by the peers and the years 
I said, here it comes. Collins or Larry Graham. I would have liked to have played like a bass for uh, James Brown and the Famous Flames. Or, 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 or even if I could have played bass as well as those guys and, 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 and done so in garage bands for my entire life, uh, I would have been happy. The hell with cooking, the hell with television, hell- forget about it all. I would have cheerfully thrown it all away. Unfortunately, I'm completely inept musically. But in another life, another alternate reality, yeah, I'd be the I'd be a bass player. Funk bass.
Rock and roll the cramps. How far could too far go? A date with Elvis came out in 1986. Yeah, Nikki Knox passed away. Uh, 
you know, sometime in the land, about a week and a half ago. And, uh, you know, that band, the Cramps, they're, they're iconic, <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. He was working, you know, it's funny, I was uh, reading about him, and he's been working, he was working recently with a band, I love the name of this band, Archie and the Bunkers. Oh, that's great. Isn't that? Yeah. I, I was expecting a, uh, like, Archie from uh, Riverdale reference there. No, 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 no. But Archie, I guess there was already a band named yeah, the Archie, man. so that would be. I saw, I, I saw the Cramps uh, at uh, Peppermint Lounge when it was, mm-hmm. the Pep was, at this time, it was on uh, Fifth Avenue. So it was like basically it was across it was like Caddy Corner from the original Lone Star, and uh, I saw them there on Halloween. I think this is eighty three with uh, my friends' band, the Fuzztones, were mm. opening for them. So I got to see them uh, do that. It was pretty, you know, that was pretty cool. So you know, those, those guys still, they're yeah, they're you know they still tour and are playing around. I had a bunch of songs, but I wanted to get something from the first four albums. It was a great like those first four albums that they put mm-hmm. out. Are just fucking. Nah, I I love that kind of stuff, man. They're they're, they're fantastic, man. The live is how you had to see them. If mm-hmm. you didn't get it, it's you know it can't be done now. But back then, being able to see them in the original lineup live when they were still as fucked up as they, you can imagine a band called the Cramps, you know, can be. That was great. Before that, this is one of my new obsessions. A band called Soften the Calaire. Soften the Glare song is Turnaround from their new and their first CD called Making Faces. It came out last year. Uh, the bass player in that is uh, Ryan Martini from Mudvayne. Okay. I'm talking to you about that. These guys are the, the whole album. This is one of those things where I, I immediately, it's like a shout out to uh, Tom Semioli and the whole crew of people that are into uh, his uh, his YouTube channel. I know your bass player. Mm-hmm. All right. This guy, Ryan Martini. This guy can play. This guy, all three of these guys are fucking phenomenal. But this is like my new thing now. You know, once a year, I like find a band. Last year it was, um, what is it, uh, the kids out of Michigan. Okay. You know, that sound like Zeppelin. You know, Greta Van right. Fleet. That was a Greta Van Fleet. That was my, my new band obsession last year. This year it's Soften the Glare. Okay, and... I'm I'm really this is a band that if you're into you know, because Mudvayne somebody described Mudvayne I think as uh math rock. Something like, you know, like <laughs> math rock because it was so uh, like, technical with the, the the writing and everything, but I I just the whole C D, okay, making faces is fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. I highly, highly recommend it. Try not to sneeze. Don't. Uh, oh, is that what you're doing? Freak out. Yeah, it would just, I don't want to wreck the vibe. Before that, on the subject of fucking great bass players, Bootsy Collins, Wind Me Up, fresh out of P University, came out in '97, and uh, you know the lead-in before that, of course, was uh, Anthony Bourdain, who said mm-hmm. that if he could do it all over again, he would like to come back as Bootsy Collins as a bass player. So, you know, I understand that. Maybe he was. Uh, maybe he was trying to. I don't know speed that process up in some way or another i know bet too soon Ooh, yeah <laughs> before that mc search yeah mc search from a uh, third base here it comes 12 inch came out in 92 that was uh recorded where was that was uh from chung king you know where all that great stuff came from for that what a great track the ombres let it all hang out from let it all hang out 1967 those guys from memphis tennessee 
Somebody said that that was a uh, dead deadpan Southern fried parody of Bob Dylan's subterranean homesick blues. So that sounds about right. Kicking off the set, the Rack on Tours, little Jack White, steady as she goes from Broken Boy Soldiers. Yeah, more than a hint of uh, Joe Jackson mm-hmm. in that one. Is she really going out with him and get a mashup going there? Bum, right. Boom, 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 boom. Is mm-hmm. she really going out with him? No, it's true. Yeah, man, straight out of that. So, by the way, she really is. She really is going out with him. I know it's Can you believe that? Yeah, not that. Not that I care anymore. Right. No, no. Just saying. All right. So the kids down the continent, man. All right. I, I, one of the things, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, first of all, I think somewhere Joe Arpaio is uh, smiling confidently because they're putting him into tent cities, which is exactly what sure. he did on Van Buren, a place I unfortunately remember well. Um, Ann Coulter, immigrant kids are coached. You know, between that and the the anti, you know, the the people talking about uh, the Parkland kids, I think there is a uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a a shortage these days of uh, child crisis actors. We need more yeah, of them. Not necessary, Anne. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna help her. I'm gonna give her some actual material uh-huh. so that she doesn't have to go there. It's it's that that was un, that's unnecessary. Absolutely, you know, and and what's incredible was the the meme. Like slingshot boomerang backlash mm. from the you know from conservatives. This was all. This has started. Yeah, ninety seven with Clinton and Obama had this policy. Okay, so basically what you're saying is that the policy is broken, and you guys not only don't want to fix it, you'd like to if it ain't if it if it's broken, make it worse. Right. Well, That's, we all know that wasn't the policy because it would have come up. Oh no, it was the policy. <laughs> but, the difference now is in the enforcement. This is right. this is about you know choosing whether or not to legally you know go as far as you can based on the law as it's written. It's 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 you know that's all this is. All right, the policy's always been there. Mm-hmm. Okay, from a from a word. Right, technically speaking, if you get arrested, they, you know your kid doesn't get to go to jail with you. Yeah, well, what I what I I hope all these people remember is you know all of them screaming about. You know, this is the law. We have to. We are a nation of laws. Okay, let's see how that comes. Let's see how you play that mm-hmm. one out after Mueller reveals whatever it is he manages to find out. Right. No, it, because that's a conspiracy. Yeah, the uh, Corey Lewandowski mocking the ten-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome. You know, why, why give the why, why on that? And mm-hmm. then Brian Kilmeade on Fox saying they're not our children. There's, right. there's some. That's a good Christian. Some good Christian mm-hmm. folk right there, you know. Sure, unbelievable Christian values. So, talk to yeah. me, baby. You've got well, you've got I, this one figured I, out. I, I I do in a variety of ways, but I would like to know because since you're a, a left of center American who doesn't have uh, refugee origins, what do you think should be done right now uh, with regards Honestly, to the immigration? Honestly, I don't know. Thing? Okay, I don't know. Okay, good. That, no, that's a perfect okay. setup I mean, because look, I do. Look at it from this point, of because view. I my, do. My belief in this situation is that. This is one of those goes around comes around right. things because, because of national because of our foreign policy. It, our, we, I'm right. I, it plays <laughs> it plays a part certainly. Okay, but and, go ahead. Know, what, what would I do? I would start investing in Central America. 
Okay. So that they All don't right. have the, you know. Well, that's, that's we one of my. We exported the gangs there. That's one of my serious solutions when I get to, yeah. when I get to, uh, when I get past all of the comedy. All right, go ahead. Over here that I was going to, because one of the things that I'm, I'm not noticing with all of the, the, the hoopla is, uh, is the, uh, a viable, logical, pragmatic solution from the left with regards to the situation. And what I'm talking about, because I like to look at, as a pragmatist, or at least as someone who fancies themselves as a pragmatist, progressive pragmatism. As, well, by my pro- progress, progress is going to happen, and yeah. and so you should certainly be a part of it. And and being pragmatic, doing what's best for the most, and being pro labor because you can't be pro labor and pro open border. Sorry, people on the left, you the American labor force. What they're they're by minimum wage, the minimum wage, and every other labor law is moot if you allow. An illegal labor force to be here. The people that are going to benefit from the illegal labor force, of course, are all rich, white, fat Republicans. The people that are creating the incentive in the first place for them to be here are the bourgeoisie who, since ancestry, didn't want to pay a decent man a decent wage. All right. And have and have sought to get around that. Through serfdom, through slavery, Fight through them. indentured servitude, sure. uh, th- you know these agricultural jobs used to be the jobs of of the slaves, and when the slaves were set free, they continued to be the jobs of the slaves through <coughs> sharecropping and other exploitive measures. All right, but when the the slaves started to gain civil rights and started to emancipate themselves and started to demand the same rights as the white people, that's when they started importing illegal labor. Okay? Oh no, we're not going to pay a black man. A, we're not going to pay. Well, we already established that we weren't going to pay a white man a decent wage to pick a crop. And when the black man wanted a decent wage to pick a crop, we started importing the brown man so that the brown man would pick the crop at less than the American is, is willing to work for it. And this is how it all started in the first place. Sure. And, and if you're going to attack the illegal immigration situation rather than trying to herd cats and how much it costs to do that, arrest that one fat fucker. All right. Confiscate his property and use that money to deal with the situation that he created. That's pragmatism point one. Oh, by the way, I forgot to qualify myself. I came to America as a four-year-old refugee. Okay. All right. Yeah. With papers. Yeah. And here's and, and if I seem to lack sympathy because I'm about to lack some sympathy no for illegal immigrants, uh-huh. it's because. My family and a lot of the people that I know had the opportunity to enter America illegally. In case, and, and uh, you know, there are people that are outside of South Florida listening to this radio show right now, but everyone in South Florida is very familiar with the Cubans sure. and all of the various methods that they use. Pull your microphone up, asshole. Oh, oh, sorry. No, oh, no, pull it up to your mouth so you either I'm talk on the mic or sure. don't. All right? No off mic talking. <laughs> There's no I'm such here, thing as talking off mic on a radio show. Okay. Even if it's just to make some guttural noises. Okay. And everybody, the Cubans who have enjoyed since, since the very early days a, a preferential immigration status thanks to Cubans lobbying, donating dollars to the appropriate politicians. You know, I want to repeat that joke for the third time on your show. When the first Cuban came over here. Our show. You know. Thank you. When the first Cuban came over here and asked the first, uh, you know, Florida cracker that he ran into, Excuse me, senor, how does the political system work over here? I have an agenda. 
the cracker said, oh, that's easy. You just bribe the politicians and they do what you want. And the Cubans said, very familiar with that system. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Gotcha. Right, and, so. and, and, and proceeded to do that to create the you're preferential qualified. immigration you're status. So I'm qualified. Yeah, yeah. But my family waited. And I don't want to repeat this. Everybody's tired of the same story. Almost two years. The paperwork over here. The paperwork over there. Background checks of us in Cuba. Background checks of the family that over here in America that was sponsor. filling out the paperwork to yeah. sponsor us so that we wouldn't be an economic burden. Signing away your right to welfare over here you know, before you can come over promising and all of this stuff in order to be entered into the lottery in Cuba where hopefully your number comes up and when your number comes up you get to leave with just the clothes you're wearing okay uh -huh. and try to create a new life for yourself and here's another joke part because this is a, a neil rogers joke as soon as you get off the banana boat they give you a driver's license a uh, book of food stamps and a radio ratings diary <laughs> that's that's right. what that's what neil would say that what happens when the cubans come over here he's right about one of them they, they give you it. they give you a book of food stamps they don't uh, uh, you, they don't sign you up for food stamps, but they said, here, this, your first cart full of groceries is on Uncle Sam. Yeah, your first taste yeah. of freedom is on us, baby. What, what, we got, what we got from Uncle Sam when we came over here, we got the plane ride. Thank you for yep. the ticket. And we got that book of food stamps. That's what you get. They force you to go to, in those days, our Ellis Island here in South Florida is the Freedom Tower that you see. That's sure. what that is. That's yeah. where we had to check in as, uh, as immigrants to get all of our shots and have your teeth checked and all of that, sure. all of that stuff over there. So, so I don't... I don't need to feel sympathy. Oh, you're you're a four year old refugee. Weren't you afraid? It's like no, because we were getting on an American plane sent by America to pick us up after waiting in line politely with our hat in our hand. And All right. Just just as an add in here, the similarity is that America fucked up Cuba and took advantage of Cuba the same way they've done in in uh, so many other places. Okay. Nevertheless, the the, the 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 difference is the people. There are, there are plenty of Mexicans in America. Yes. All right, sixty-eight percent of the population of uh, of Hispan of the of the Hispanic population of America is Mexican. The Mexicans could fund politicians to promote their agenda. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the Mexican Americans could fund politicians to promote their agenda the way the Cubans do, which is four point six percent of the Hispanic population in America. If 4.6% of the Hispanic population well, was, can create preferential status for their people, then then if you're screaming about wanting to stay in America, which politicians have you paid off? That's the system in America that you're trying to get into. I agree. Idiot. Yes. For, that's all right, so point number two, I want to I want to lighten the so what should happen to these children you might ask? What should happen well, to these children? Have you seen those Mardi Gras heads that they have? Do you think they have one of Jeff Sessions? <laughs> I think that at three in the morning, every morning while those children are being here, that they should be that somebody there should be one per detention center and someone on the staff should put that thing on and wake the kids up in the middle of the night with a giant Mardi Gras head of Jeff Session going We're going to deport you in Spanish of course. Vamos a deportar. Jeff Sessions. Okay. All right. Or Donald Giant Donald Trump head. That's what I think. Is right. terrorizing and ransom and ransom them. And then when you deport the parents, you'll send them a video. Of that's what's going on with your child. Here is the cost that you have to come up with before we uh, return your child to you. We're going to ransom your child because understand something. Here you go, Anne. Here's some news you can use. Understand something. Those people that are fleeing uh, gangs. Yes. All right. Would gangs. And we we would, 
rather their child grow up in America under the worst situation that we can come up with because we're you know we're America so if we put them in our shittiest shithole in America it's, still it's better. better than getting shot in the head in Central America which is what they're what they're up against I understand their desperation and I'm not being unsympathetic to their desperation but the American taxpayers can't be forced to to deal with that and if you are going to spend tax dollars it's what you said it's what you said we have military all over the world where it shouldn't be uh right right <laughs> no fucking shit still better than mexico yeah so i just yeah it's a picture sorry of the kid in the cage. and ask them by the way we can deport your child back to you or keep them in a detention center see what the what the percentage is of people that say no bring the kid back send my kid back yeah see what the percentage is going to be look because right? not- they're, they're desperate we have military bases all over the fucking world to protect our oil and our interests over there and and i have a very negative opinion of that we shouldn't be an empire our I military agree. should only be here in america and we should only ever use it in self-defense and people fly Fleeing danger, pouring into our borders, that's an offense, and that's self The offense isn't created by the refugees. The offense is created by the people generating the refugees. That's, that's an attack. Us. That's an assault. That's an offense. Those drug gangs and everything, we can take them out. Oh, yeah. We know who they are. Yeah. Everybody knows who they are. They're bribing government officials to look the other way. We Mexico's know. Mexico's got a right. big-ass election coming right. up, too. Right. We know. We know what's going on over there, and we can allocate resources to deal with it, to be proactive and deal with the issues that are plaguing those no poor people. No argument for me. I okay? agree with that. That would 100%. be the however much that cost. It would be less than right. That's the, exactly that my border point. wall. The border wall. Versus- Don't attack the Simpsons. Attack the attack the disease at its source. Nope. Bo- the border wall. The border patrol. The the detention centers. The the illegal labor population that is available for fat assholes right, to exploit industry where they right. are we already took everything the incredible the, the incredible expense resources. that that this situation is cause causing us and i would expect a pragmatic politician left or right to suggest let's attack this problem at the root let's attack the the reason they that these want, people that's it that they don't want the solution they want the I, issue they do want the issue republicans want an illegal labor force in america yeah but they they, they also do. want to be able, at the same time that they want that illegal mm. labor force, but they also want to be able to use the fact mm. that these people are coming over here illegally to raise as, funds, a campaign as a campaign issue. issue. Yeah. yeah, they play both sides yeah, against the middle they on do. that one. Of course they do. They, and they do it with the gun laws, too. Fascists don't want anyone to have guns. Right. Okay? Yeah. Fascists do want to take your guns away. Of course don't they do. Don't think these people won't take your guns away if you get let them get in power, but they're going to accuse the other people of trying to take right. your guns away. So same And it's same perfect shit. because they're, we're, right. we're opening up the borders and taking away your guns at the same time. We're being right. overrun. Back in the olden days, the Huns decided that they were going to go west – and yeah, and kill and take whatever they wanted. Sure. And they encroached into the land of the Germanians. Not weak people. They held the they held the Romans back. The Germanic tribes held the Romans back. But when the Huns came over, that was a brand new animal. They the, the Germans were talking about the Huns like they were they weren't men, they're beasts. They're live they're me, they're beasts in man form. And so what they did is they started heading west. And you've heard of the Vandals sure. who sacked the city of Rome. Yep. The domino effect that, that 
ended with that, with the Vandals, started with the Huns fucking with the Germans who poured just to go into Francia and the Franks and, and, and pushing everybody to the Germans running away from the Huns invaded my ancestral homeland, Spain, which is why my brother has this blue eyes. The Vandals, the Suebs, the Goths, the Visigoths, all these, all these Germanic tribes invaded into other lands where people were peacefully farming and are like, oh shit, fuck the Germans. What's going on here? And the Germans are like, excuse me, we have to kill you and take your land because Huns and the, and the, and the people of, uh, the, uh, the, the Hispanoids of Iberia were like, imperialism is like shit. It rolls like, downhill. Well, the Huns aren't our problem. And they're like, we know, no offense, no hard feelings. Hack, hack, hack. We own your land now. Right. Okay. That's what they did with the indigenous population. And that's why, you know, it's portions of Spain that trace their ancestry back to Ger- the, 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 the Germanicans. So, so we can't allow that same thing to happen here in America. We can't allow refugees running from danger to invade, but but to punish the refugees is morally wrong and also it's also financially inefficient. Oh yeah. It's, so, it's a complete waste of money. So there. So there Ann Coulter uh, and, and everybody else. I I am not suggesting for one minute that anyone be allowed into America illegally. I am not suggesting for one minute that uh, we should allow the children to stay here uh, who were brought illegally by their parents. I don't think I I have nothing but sympathy to their plight. And they're they're doing the math. Detention center in America is better than getting shot in the head by a drug cartel. Hey, the Republicans are doing the math because their campaign contributors are the people profiting from those very detention centers. Of course. Oh, yeah, the the, the for-profit prisons. Yeah. That, that business is booming. That stuff oh, it's is huge, up. baby. It's huge. But your Marco Rubio can afford a new car now. <laughs> Yeah, man, all these people. The hypocrisy is astounding. It's so, absolutely. So that's my thing. We have military bases everywhere. We have a military. You know what? As you deport the guy, here's the asylum thing. How about this? Here's a here's a nice fantastic. This is a fantasy. This would be a nice comedy sketch or something like that. I have two two comedy sketches ideas. One is a little bit more serious. The one, we deport the children. Remember that Bruce Lee movie where they go to that island where they're training the assassins and sure, they're yeah, taking the tour? The Every, everybody's do, Right. Sure. And everybody's doing that martial arts Han. all that together. Hans Island. Right. Hans so Island. you ship the Mexicans there and you train them thus wise, right? And then you ship them back to Mexico to straighten things out. Right. <laughs> But no, seriously, you got here's here's the fantastic thing. This is the comedy sketch in my head. You've got uh, Juan Gonzalez says, "I don't want to go back to Guatemala because the drug cartel." Blah blah blah. Thank, okay, Mister Gonzalez, we're going to send you back to Guatemala. You understand, but the circumstances are going to be a little bit different. Please follow this guy out there, and you take Juan Gonzalez and his meager possessions, and you put him in a van, and you put him in a plane, and inside the plane is a all this military military people. It's a troop transport. And we're going to land in the airport near to your house, and we're all going to get in a big troop truck, and we're going to drive into your town, and we're going to ask you, Mr. Gonzalez, who has been bothering you? Please point out the person that has been bothering you we in this town. We took advantage of them. We might as well back okay. them up. Right. All right. We would like to help you create a safe place to, li- to live. It will cost much less than whatever this is costing us right now. It's not right like now. we didn't do the exact same thing before when it was in our best interest we, economically. Oh, so many times. Oh, how often has we fucked with South America when it's in our interest? I had a friend of mine, okay, from high school. His name's Emil Switzer, okay? And he wrote this thing, which I thought was really goes, I'm sick of hearing about MS-13. Some years ago, I watched a week-long documentary on MS-13. It was founded, born, and bred in Los Angeles, California by an American from Arizona, mm-hmm. the, the gang. It was exported to Central America by the U.S., where it has grown unchecked into the monster it is today. What we see coming back to us now is a trickle of the flood 
of families that are fleeing. It is a cause and effect, and it is a strict law. If we don't like what we're reaping, we should think about helping our southern neighbors to defeat the monster we helped to sow. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's what pragmatism is, is, all karma, a, is all about. It goes around, fucking you know, comes around. Go to the source. Go to the root. Eliminate the problem. Don't treat the symptoms. Yes. Yes. There. That, and by the way, that's the cheapest thing. And I didn't invent this concept. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Who said that? I don't know. Some guy that died before I was born. Absolutely. So Look, the concept is already penny wise and pound foolish. That's what we are. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. We're, it's penny wise and pound foolish on a, on a macro scale. But from a micro scale, as far as politicians, particularly conservative and Republican politicians are concerned, it is not just penny wise. It's penny-wise and bazillions of dollars-wise. Sure. Without being foolish at all. Because the entire premise is based on their profits. Everything about this, mm-hmm. okay, is, is born, okay, of America's bastardizing of Adam Smith's version of capitalism. Right. And that's, it, yeah, it is all. Yep. Deeply rooted Adam Smith, in that. Who is anti uh, – he was pro-antitrust laws and he was anti-monopolies. Yes. Is that like monopolies eliminate everything that – make everything that uh, you read before this moot. Of course. That's why we have you know Sherman Antitrust Act. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is literally karma. This is goes around, comes around, coming back to bite us because we basically go around the world and and siphon off anything we can from various places at the behest – you know, as a government, as a military, okay, the military at the behest of the government, the government at the behest, okay, of the people who pay members of the government to do their bidding. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what happens once we go in there, take what we want, and then leave. A vacuum, a hole is mm-hmm. set up, and the worst right. elements inevitably yep. always, always fill the vacuum. Every time, the might makes right philosophy steps mm-hmm. in sure. okay yep. and what we need to do now you know knowing that this has been a truism okay that mm-hmm. is now coming to bite us on the ass we need to bring might for right oh good one you like that, was, that one that was very nice who's your buddy who's your pal on that that's what we need to do you know we we spread these businesses you know you don't like Mexico and all these countries, you know, if we got a hard time manufacturing things, great. Set up manufacturing plants in places where people can get work. Trust me, you put American corporate interests in Central America and that gang problem, it'll go away like that, baby. Mm -hmm. Go away like that because we got to look after our money, motherfucker. So we're going to send in some, I believe the term is... Military advisors, advisors. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Armed right. to the teeth. Mm-hmm. We send them with Juan Gonzalez. Yes, back to his hometown to advise. To advise. We're advising. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and at the barrel of gun. And by the way, something. While we have a platoon in that town, while we have a presence there, why not send a couple of uh, engineers? Sure. You know, build a little bit of a school. Uh, well, why you want to educate those An people? Infrastructure. So that they can stay in their country, you stupid. That's exactly it. So that they can stay there. But so once that they don't again, have- this, is, this is the perfect, you know, crystal representation of the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of, the poli- of those who complain against the, comp- the policy mm-hmm. and those, you know, who side with, who side with a mm-hmm. policy of strict enforcement. 
Okay, all of this is as a result of our actions as a nation over the years. And to deny that, okay, is is just is yep. willful ignorance. That's all it is. I'm with you, though. I, I agree with you. Look, I don't think that people should be able to flood into our country illegally. At the right. same time, of course, I don't. I don't, like I don't to know see anyone children, who does. We don't like to see. No, of course, children not. torn. Okay, and what what really I guess is the, the the worst part of it is that this is all as a result of what we ourselves brought about. By the by, the way, something. I mean, and this is this is old. And in case it hasn't. Um already gotten through, so I'm going to keep repeating it. Absolutely none of those people on the right, absolutely zero, none of those people on the right are, are Christians. None. Zero. None. Yeah. Not, not, you, you are as, as opposite from Jesus' message. Of God. You are the opposite of Jesus' message as it can get. Yeah. All right? There are two points in the universe as far apart as each other, and Jesus and you, opposed. and you are, are there in those two points, baby. Because you're talking about, because if, if I expected to hear a bleeding heart talking about doing something for their, these poor kids, I expect it to be a Christian, and if I hear I've somebody, I've been hearing though. There's, there's been, did you hear mm-hmm. that uh, Sessions mm-hmm. was was being quoted in the Bible? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. he's no, he's talked there. His uh, his, his pastor, his church. Yeah, he's telling him to get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I, Restaurants and churches are kicking these assholes out. Yeah, you're moral. Yeah, you're moral. All right. Hey, really I'm just moral. saying mm-hmm. that I've I've recently heard a bit of a mm-hmm. dull roar. From, from within them? From the Christian right. About this Jesus, particular issue. Jesus but said. But not the crux of the issue. Just this particular thing about taking children out of the arms and blah, blah, blah. John thirteen thirty five. They will know you are Christians by your love for one another. That's how Jesus said Christians would be identified. So I know you're not. Well, there I you go. I know you're not. There you go. Right. If that isn't the cue for more groove, I don't know what is. On SoFloRadio.com.
Southern Californian is different than the reality of someone from South Carolina or someone from Kentucky or someone from Arkansas where they might have a difficulty accepting the fact that there's global climate change. They might have a problem with literacy and stuff like that. Why is it easier to start a war than to build a school? That's all you really need to know because it's far easier to start a war than to build a school. So there's a lot of people who don't want people to be educated. They don't want to, people to travel to find out the truth. And one of the reasons I, I, I went to North Korea uh, was it took me three years to get that visa, and I finally went. And what did I see? A bunch of poor, terrified people and a terrifying government.
The Sweet Vandals, that's the way I am from their 2007 debut. The Sweet Vandals, those guys out of Madrid. I played uh, another track by those guys before. It's a groovy little band right there. Before that, Phil X and the Drills doing Superstition. Uh, I played something that he was on, uh, I don't know, probably last year at some point, from the uh, movie, uh, the documentary Hired Guns, which is about studio musicians, which this guy unquestionably is. He's like one of these session guys that's played with you know every he's played with like avril levine and kelly clarkson like great yeah you know <laughs> but uh on he's yeah he's now the uh i think he's a regular touring guitar player with bon jovi mm-hmm. he took over you know for that cat right there and this particular track he's using a 1965 pre cbs fender stratocaster before that the lemon pipers green tambourine 
Yeah, their first album, little bubblegum rock there, straight out of the the Brill Building. For those of you who know what I mean by that, for that, yeah, a little bit more Henry Rollins wisdom. You know, just uh, telling us the way it should be. We love Henry. You we were, do. Yeah, we do you love were, Henry. You know, yeah, his spoken word stuff is great. Yeah, it is. He's you know, and you know, one of the things that uh, apparently he does, he doesn't script it out. He doesn't come out with like television. He just starts yeah, talking. Just talks. He just starts talking. There's something to be said about that. Before that, the Chats, Mum Stole My Darts, from their album, The Chats, came out in 2016. Those guys are from Australia. Big shout-out to my man, Jeff Wall, my fellow teammate from uh, our dart team, Tough Darts. Mm-hmm. That was the name of our, our team, Tough Darts, because that was the expression. You, know, you throw a dart, you miss what you're aiming at by a little, oh, those are bloody Tough Darts right there. Tough Darts, nobody likes us. That was our motto. Before that, Flaming Sideburns. Blow the Roof, Hallelujah, Rock and Roller came out in 2001. Those cats are from Finland. Finland, lots mm-hmm. of European great rock out there kicking it off. Classic Cyril Neville. Tell me what's on your mind. That was a 45 he came out with uh, in 1969. Got that meters kind of uh, groove swirl Louisiana thing going on there that I love so much. You know, of course, member of the meters. Well, time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Precision Auto Works. Of Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9360. I'll tell you, my man Dave's been busy the last couple of weeks. He was up in, uh, I guess, where is it? Uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, for the 16th annual Holly Hot Rod reunion. Then he hmm. had his uh, he had his thing uh, yesterday, his uh, swap meet over at Precision Auto Works. Great thing to go to. It's his third annual one. If you need something for a car, hmm. add, you know, keep an eye out for that because... Everything he's sponsored by Mothers, you know the 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 company that sells all those cleaning products for cars, Mothers Wax and stuff like okay. that. Um, this guy, Dave, is basically he's a little definition of a car geek. Okay, he's a car mm-hmm. geek. He just can't get enough, know enough, see enough, cruise enough, tweak enough, rev it to the red line enough for him to be satisfied. Uh, the entire A S E certified crew. Bumper to bumper, any make, any model, whether it's a matching number 71 Hemi Cuda convertible with less than 1,000 miles on it or an 86 Yugo, you just can't bear to part with. This crew's got you covered, baby. Mention the Groovathon because, of course, there is a Groovathon discount. Of course, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com website, click on the box on the top row. This is Tony C. SoFlo Groovathon. It's going to take you right to my page. You're going to find every show we've ever done mm-hmm. every song ever played is listed there everything available to be listened to or downloaded for free that's right for free you can't put a price on groove it's free yet it's free no nothing that's all all right at the top of the page you're going to see a description of the show with a link for precision auto works it takes you right to their page tells you everything you need to know which is that they do everything you can ever need for your car, easy to get to. One minute off of I-95. You just go uh, west on Atlantic, south on Andrews, two blocks up on 3rd Street, right on the left-hand side. 954-247-9362, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who absolutely love their cars take their cars. Oh, that was smooth. You like that? No I hang time. Just, I wasn't even expecting that. That's right. Normally, I do the hang time. Of course, you know what that means. Yeah, time for the drive group. We're going to pop the clutch with a Dino Diddy from the Mutual Admiration Society on SoFloRadio.com. 
to get there if we travel by dragonfly. No, it's not in Spain. But all the same, you know it's a proven name. And the wind's just right. Was it, baby? How's that for a set of guitar gods? That is Santana with Corey Glover from uh, Living Color doing the uh, Hendrix classic Spanish 
castle magic. Here's something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Corey Glover was in Platoon. I didn't know that either. I did not know that. But um, there you go. Before that, Yan Ackerman doing Hocus Pocus. Of course, Yan Ackerman, the guitar player from Focus. That is from the North Sea Jazz Festival from uh, 2011. Yan Ackerman, one of the most historically underrated, underappreciated guitar gods in rock and roll history. Just one of my all-time favorites. Before that, here's three fucking chicken-picking masters. Vince Gill, Danny Gatton, and Albert Lee doing Liza Jane from the uh, American Music Shop. I played some stuff uh, from that show. The archives are all on YouTube. It's great. That's uh, Mark O'Connor, his band, uh, Mark O'Connor, the fiddle player who was with uh, Dixie Dregs. So uh, that's his little show there. Before that, another god in the uh, guitar realm, Roy Buchanan. That song that I played is basically it's just a backyard jam. There was a, uh, a documentary about mm-hmm. Roy Buchanan. I think it was called something like, uh, you know, the, the best guitarist you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And it came out in 71, and that is a clip. That little track right there is him sitting in somebody's backyard playing a guitar. That's it. Just the brilliance of one man and an instrument and nothing else. Roy Buchanan, what a... Uh, there's some, there, you know, learn about him. There's some interesting stuff out there about this guy and what he did. And he's just, I can listen to him all day long. Kicking off the set, yeah, the classic Baby Please Don't Go by Steve Lukather. That is from the album uh, The Mutual Admiration Society, which is that uh, Ernie Ball guitar collection that's been put together. A lot of shredding Steves on that one. You got uh, Lukather, uh, Steve Moore, Steve Vai, all on that particular album, uh, that track, you know, uh, Baby Please Don't Go, originally done by them, Circa Van Morrison. Of course, my, my favorite song by them is uh, it's not Baby Please Don't Go and it's not Gloria. It's I'm a dir- Dirty Old Man at the Age of 16. That's my Great. my favorite song by them. That was post Van Morrison. I'm pretty sure I played that on the show before. So there you go, pal. All right. You know, 89 in the books, ready to be archived. We're going to come back a couple weeks, try and do the exact same thing again, just a little bit better. Going to get you out of here, though, with uh, a little wall of voodoo, another band I saw uh, with the Fuzz Tones. Fuzz Tones open hmm. for those guys at uh, the original Ritz, which was on 11th and 3rd, as I recall. And then it ended up moving up to the old uh, Studio 54 joint. It's ironic because the Lone Star also moved up to 54th Street someplace from their uh, from their original home down on Fifth Avenue and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, can't, can't go wrong with a little wall of voodoo. The, the no. coolest thing that this guy had, as I recall, his microphone, the lead singer, mm-hmm. it wasn't on a stand. It was hanging down. Like right. record, so he could hit it and it would swing all the way out. How oh, cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And the drummer had part of his drum kit with wall of voodoo mm-hmm. that was just pots and pans oh great yeah How it cute. was like a pots and pans section. you know now it's like the the electronic section mm-hmm. so you do that mm-hmm. fuck that shit nah pots and pans baby and he uses them or he did in that show anyway use them extensively so you know another show there we go lots of groove lots of mm-hmm. chat we got at least we figured out what to do with uh all the kids you know, yeah the kiddies we, we got that one we, we figured it out now we just need people to you know Basically, 
do what you told him to do. Yeah. 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 Problem Please solved. Proceed. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, as always, though, for myself and Graham's Master Flash, Los Georges. Thank you. It is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
Top 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. 